Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Kim and Quella. Perfect timing, <laughs> right? Right uh, on, on, on cue. cue. Yes, yeah. Quella the Seeing Eye Puppy is here this morning, and hopefully she's okay with this episode. And God bless she's you. sneezing, so, yes. you know, I don't know what that means. Well, yes, we talked about allergies for me in the we, last episode, yes, so maybe it's her battling turn. battling allergies. Maybe it's her turn. I've had some myself. Yeah, it's uh, it's spring where we are while we're recording, and there's... I have a friend, actually, who posted um, on her Instagram the other day and said, I'm so thankful that I have a pollen-colored car because I never... <laughs> I never have to notice how much pollen there is covering it when I come outside. Oh, my. So, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, that time of year, and it's it, everywhere. It is. <laughs> and I, I often, I look at the car and I go, wow, no wonder I feel like my eyes and my nose uh-huh. and things are, and ears and all those things are feeling it, because look at all that stuff. that much in the air at yeah. every turn. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what, what we're surrounded by, here we go, Ooh, perfect there segue, we go. segue into today's episode. Um, whatever we're surrounded by is really important. And I think that oftentimes parents who choose to homeschool think a lot about that in their initial decision to Mm -hmm. homeschool. They're concerned about what is going to influence and impact their children. They're concerned about what they are surrounding them with in terms of worldview, exposure. Um, but especially as our kids get older, we need to think about that from a different angle. And we're, and we're gonna try to touch on that today. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than focusing only on surrounding our kids with good stuff that is gonna feed into them in a good way and, and build them um, spiritually, relationally, as well as academically, of course, in homeschooling. But as they get older, we also want to be helping them learn to surround themselves with people who need them. Big People time. who need to be exposed to the good stuff that God has put into them and that we have encouraged them to press into yes. as they've been growing up. And it's, it's, a, it's a funky, funky balance to find mm-hmm. of how much do we pull back from the world in order to protect our kids while they're tender and they're growing and they're impressionable and vulnerable. Mm. But at what point do we cross a line into where we're hiding from the world that oh, Jesus yeah. called us to change mm-hmm. and love and touch and interact with? The whole being in the world but not being of the world. Yeah. The in is really real. It's, yeah. It's, in does not mean just sitting at our kitchen table all the time. Right. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't sit at your kitchen table all probably the time. Probably not. You may spend a lot of time in your car. <laughs> you may. And you may um, find that you have a hard time making decisions about what opportunities you're going to say yes to and what mm. you're going to say no to as your kids mm. hit the tweens and teens oh, years. Yeah. A lot of moms that we've talked with, and, and I know in my own experience for sure, and I, I think others of us at Seven Sisters, it was fairly easy to pick the activities when they were young. Oh, yeah. But then you get to 11 and 12 and 13 and 14, and it's much harder. You're, you're factoring in so many variables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes it's, um, sometimes it's about your individual child's maturity level. That's one of the guiding principles, probably. Oh, yeah. You know that there's not one right, right way, way to be a human <laughs> being. And so there's not one speed at which children grow up and mature. 
Absolutely. And they're unique critters. And if you have more than one child, mm. sometimes the choices you make for the oldest, or oftentimes the choices you make for the oldest, trickle down to the youngers, whether it's just if we do this, we're going to spend these hours getting back and forth and being someplace else, or whether it's a matter of, wow, if we watch this mm-hmm. thing and these younger kids are in the room, right? are they exposed to something before, before they are ready. ready or I am ready to talk to them about whatever right. that is? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not easy, and each kid is is unique. And some eleven year olds are ready to handle quite a bit, and are very mm-hmm. very grounded, and have unusually good filters for thinking about something that they hear rather than just accepting it at face mm-hmm. value. And some fourteen year olds are still struggling mightily with the idea that not everything you read on the internet is accurate. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I I know some grandparents who are still struggling with that. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> I love my dad. He's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so so probably the, the first helpful thing in finding this balance between being in the world but not of it with, with our homeschooled children is to look at our children as individuals and not mm-hmm. to buy into a formula. Well, you know, PG-13 doesn't necessarily mean anything in mm-hmm. terms of numbers, <laughs> in yeah, terms of age. That's for sure. Um, and, yeah, there's not a magic... There's not a magic formula no. to. Um, so recognize your kid as an individual. What what else can we do that helps us find that balance? I think thinking about our goals, um, mm. their goals, their passions, our goals as as family, um, and then looking around in our world. Like one of the things that we have a passion for here at Seven Sisters, and particularly Sabrina and I have had many many conversations about this is. Um, the unity that we see and the many opportunities for unity that we don't always take advantage of. And unity doesn't always mean thinking the same and Mm -hmm. believing the same and dressing the same or any of those things, but unity meaning the sense of I see and value you as a fellow child of God, mm-hmm. whether you even realize you're a child of God or not. <laughs> right. um, and so... I value you because God values you. Yes, right. And doesn't he value the one more than the 99? Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to say more than, but, you know, let's face it, he will leave the rest of us mm-hmm. on an on a open hillside somewhere to go after those others. So sometimes we're afraid of getting out of our little comfort zone and out of our little shell and what we do as a family as our kids are growing up and what we model for them is going to really impact them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't yeah, answer your question, did I? Well, I, that's, yeah, you did. Because okay. that's something else that we can do is we can yeah. recognize the importance of the modeling and we can Good. recognize um, the attitudes in our own interactions. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting because it's, it's too easy sometimes to... Um, not to trash talk, but to sort of look down our noses at folks that we feel are too um, too sheltered, too oh, sure. withdrawn, too fearful. Mm-hmm. And um, I've recently been challenged to recognize how much this doesn't really have to do with 
anyone's level of faith or, you know, it, we, mm-hmm. we can, I'm just being perfectly honest, mm-hmm. we can slide into arrogance where we feel like oh, you time. guys just don't even trust God. You are so afraid to even leave your church service or your home because you might accidentally catch some sin from the world, you mm-hmm. know? And we become arrogant, which is sin, by the way, pride. Yeah, and then we um, become prideful, right? Exactly. And it actually has little to nothing to do with relationships with God except that in the global sense, it, uh, let me give you the example and you'll see what I mean. So I've recently been talking with someone who has been spending a lot of time with a family who has no interest in um, a personal relationship with Jesus, who does not believe any of the conservative Christian, you know, doesn't believe that the Bible is God's word, just most definitely in a, in a very different worldview. And yet this is a family that is very, what's the word, insular? Mm, mm-hmm. um, and lovely people, they love each other, but they really, really keep to themselves. And they discuss the topics that the parents, and it's it's most definitely not conservative topics, you know? Mm. This is not a conservative issue, mm. I guess is what I'm saying. This sure. is a fear-based issue. Ah, uh, I was going to talk about fear, yeah. So, you know, you can, you can hide and be afraid, and you can you can be that way because you're afraid of the sin in the world, or you can be that way because you're afraid of other things in the world, the hurt in the world, or the judgment of the world, or the potential offenses Mm. or harassment or bullying that's going to come from the world. You can be fearful of any number of things that cause you to just want to withdraw. Oh, yes. And only be with your safe people ever. And um, it's very, very tempting for all of us. And when we when we draw some kind of line in our minds and say, oh, well, it's, you know, it's those people over there who have this rigid worldview and we become arrogant, we become blind to the same tendencies in our own lives because we all have fears oh that my. we deal with. Absolutely. Yeah. And and then we're we're just putting it all on them and not dealing with our own stuff. Right. So with our kids growing up, one of the things that we can do that can be so powerful is acknowledge our emotions, particularly our fears, at an appropriate level. You know, if if something really wigs you out, you don't want to tell your seven-year-old how wigged out you are by something, Mm -hmm. because they may pick up on that. But the reality is, at the same time, if you are really wigged out about something, your seven-year-old probably knows something's going on. Right. You know? So... Every, here we go. Everything is an, an opportunity for education. It really is. And not, not a subject matter necessarily, but just how can I use this to glorify God, you know, to, to help myself and to help my kids. Um, yeah. And so I've just seen Sabrina, I'm going to call her out this Uh-oh. time instead of me. Look I've out. just seen her be so incredibly open and honest with her feelings with her kids and that's one of the things that I really respect and value about her. Um, and our children go through all different stages growing up. And, um, you know, there are times when we do that, that our kids can be embarrassed. And now I'm talking about me. You know, it can be embarrassed. <laughs> oh, no, I've embarrassed my kids well, plenty yeah. of times. You know, they can me. be embarrassed by us. They can be annoyed by us. Um, they can be annoying to us on occasion, <laughs> even when we really love them. Because let's face it, we're all humans. Yep. Um, but when you do those things, it just lays groundwork for there to be, especially when they get older and are more mature, then those things come back. And I've seen that where your kids come back to you and have some of the most amazing conversations. Mm. Um, and even this is totally weird, random way to get to a plug. And I wasn't trying to get to a plug, 
Um, but we, together with our youngest kids when they were um, close to graduating, um, did our human development curriculum mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. And we had some of the most amazing conversations with them um, about that developmental age and stage. Yeah. And they, we talked really openly about what they perceived in us as moms mm -hmm. and what they perceived in themselves. Um, mm -hmm. So being honest and sharing about your fears and, and, you know, your emotions as appropriate. Yeah. Teaches your kids that, A, we all have emotions. It's appropriate to acknowledge them and deal with them and that we can learn from them. Yeah. And each other when we're sharing them appropriately and respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So our kids are unique. They are individuals. Our fears are unique to us, but the condition of being fearful is universal human mm -hmm. condition. Yeah. And it can cause us to just, without thinking, draw away from whatever we're afraid of. And it's really worth a lot to prayerfully look at the thing that we're afraid of. Mm -hmm. And um, let God guide us into whether this is something that we need to stay away from, or is it something that we need to engage with trusting God oh, yeah. and seeking him for how to engage with it. Quella agrees wholeheartedly. She That's why she's does. giving a little shout out there. She does. Yes. She's a big believer in praying. Mm -hmm. Right, puppy dog? Yeah, she's actually so. reminding me of, of a perfect example, which might be a perfect way to start wrapping this up, sure. maybe, um, is a dear friend of ours. Um, um, when our kids were going to, to a... Um, program to volunteer at an inner city uh, program for kids who just had some, you know, we all have hard stuff and it doesn't, it's mm -hmm. not just people in the inner city, but she just had some particular <coughs> concerns and fears, um, not for our kids going, but just for her that it was going to bring up some stuff in her life. Um, and it actually turned in, out to be one of those things that she had an incredible passion for this place. Mm. And it has proved to be a healing. Very uh, healing. Experience. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So uh, I guess just, you know, don't be afraid to go along for the ride and deal. don't be afraid to deal with your fears. Because mm. it's amazing what, uh, what you and God and time can do with them. Right, right. Good uh -huh. stuff. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear... Not so much from Quella, but more from human seven sisters out there. Um, we would love to hear things that you have found to be good ways to evaluate where you're going to get involved and where you're not. Not so much the specifics, because when we try to say it's a good idea for Christian homeschoolers to be involved in this, but not in this, that takes away the whole kind of point of this podcast, which is our kids are unique, our families are unique, and we ha all have fears that drive our decisions. So we want to encourage each other to... Um, prayerfully and wisely make decisions based on principles, not on the external where it's going to end up. But if you if you have used resources that helped you in making mm. decisions, um, if you have found good litmus tests for your own family where you could just share that, you know, we found that if my husband and I agreed about it, then even if the kids were uneasy or whatever, it was usually the right way to go. Or we found that as a family, we all needed to give it 48 hours and all go away and pray individually. Ooh, it, it, yeah. There are things, things that, actual strategies that worked um, well in your homeschool. We would really love to hear that because I think this is something that homeschoolers are hesitant to talk about with one another because they think that they're going to get the pat answer. 
oh, you shouldn't do that. That's a, that's a risky, you know, your kids are going to get exposed to this or that or the other. Or do you really think that that's, oh, I don't know. And that fear thing shuts down the process of discerning. Um, so yeah, we would love to encourage that. Let's, let's discern what God's actually leading in a given situation. Yeah, in a given situation, exactly. Because there's not one right way mm -hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about that and uh, chew on it. And if you feel like you can, we would love for you to share your experiences. You can do that in um, the comments on the Facebook page for the Homeschool High School podcast or um, at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. You can go to the blog at sevensistershomeschool.com. You can also find the human development curriculum that Kim mentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug. She didn't intend to plug it. She just brought it up. But I do, I do I'm going to plug it because I love it. It, yeah. is, it was it was my favorite thing we did in high school. Human Development from a Christian Worldview by Vicki Tillman. It is a um, very popular uh, piece of curriculum. It's ebook curriculum, and it is a beautiful combination of academic and just practical life skill, relationship building, sensitivity to the world around you. Relevant um, to every single one of us, every no matter one where of us. God yep. takes you. Yep. Really good stuff. Human development from a Christian worldview. So anyway, on that note, we will close things down and um, hope to join with our seventh sisters again. We appreciate you allowing us to sort of come into your homeschools and share some of our 20 plus years veteran life in the homeschool trenches and um, to, to just be a little bit of a big sister. And we hope that our podcasts and the other resources from sevensistershomeschool.com are encouraging as well as equipping. Um, we want to give you tools that you need, but also give you a hug and tell you, you really can do it. Absolutely. 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 So until next time, this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.